Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. And it's a beautiful good morning from Johannesburg. Sunny but cold. I believe the weather in Cape Town is also good. And we are hopping over virtually to Cape Town. Myself and Peggy. Peggy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Edel. Well, thank you. And how are you? Thank God. Thank God. Well, today, today we have the one and only Mary Ann Shearer, who is a, a fixture on our Healthy You, Wealthy You show. And we were actually having a very interesting discussion um, before coming online about um, age and how to age gracefully and how to age, how to age in, in, a, in a young way. And um, we were talking about how, you know, today we have the knowledge and we have the ability to allow ourselves to grow old gracefully and healthily. And today we are going to be speaking about the topic of osteoporosis. It's something that um, I see, I have, I have unfortunately seen the ravages of osteoporosis on um, our, our grandmothers and how terrible it is and how it actually, you know, stops you from living life to its fullest. And there's so much that you can do. And it's not something that you do when you're 84. It's something that you do when you're 60, 50, 40, 30, 20. And so we're going to unpack this with Marianne Scherer and we'd love for you to join the conversation. 34519 is our SMS line. 061895. 1019 is our telegram number. Without further ado, good morning, Mary Ann. How are you doing this morning? Uh, good morning. How are you doing? We're, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. Thank God. Good. Good. Um, Hi, fam. Thank you so much for your songs just before our show. Every step you take and every move you make is so practical <laughs> for today's osteoporosis. Exactly. Yep, exactly. it is. Definitely it is. <laughs> right. So we, we want to move. And, you know, we want to take steps and we want to maintain bone health. So maybe let's start at the beginning, Mary Ann. Like, how does, how, 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 how does our bone structure work? What is it that we need to look out for, you know, from, from a young age that we'll be able to nurture and keep the, the skeletal muscle, and I mean, the skeletal system in place? Well, when we look at uh, how our bones are actually made, it's like 30% protein and 70% of it is mineral with them main mineral being calcium and so traditionally people have said well if you want to keep your bones strong then you need to consume foods very high in calcium but in fact what we now know is that it's not one factor in fact I love the one quote it's a study going back a couple of years but it's a it's always been one of my favorite quotes um let me just find it journal of internal medicine in 1992 <clears throat> volume 231, if anybody wants to know, it says osteoporosis constitutes an important health problem in modern Western countries and is an increasing problem in the Far East. The clinical condition has no one basis, but many different factors have been suggested to contribute to it, its development. And I think that's the important thing is to think this is not just a calcium problem because in the countries that consume the most calcium from dairy products, for example, we have the, the highest rates of osteoporosis. And so you've got to say, well, we're taking in all this calcium, we're consuming huge, you know, liters of milk and cheese and yogurt. 
but osteoporosis is highest in the countries where we consume the most dairy products. You take, for example, in the 1960s in South Africa, when they originally did studies here in South Africa, I remember Dr. A.L.P. Walker from the Medical Research Council. I used to spend quite a lot of time with him when I was still studying in my early days when I was studying nutrition and healthy living. And, and, and he would say, you know, this thing, he actually gave me a study that showed that in the rural communities, the traditional um, black communities, osteoporosis was completely unheard of. Of course, we all know that people living in rural communities and so they have these beautiful white teeth, strong bones. I mean, it's not an urban legend that a, a person coming from the black rural communities can fall off scaffolding and get up and walk away, whereas people that are sedentary sitting in an office with lighter skins fall off a, a stepladder and can crack their skulls, you know. So it's a, it's a, there's a lot of factors involved in this. And so they found there was no osteoporosis in the black community. That osteoporosis in the, in the, the lighter skinned um, black community, sort of the, the mixed, uh, like the colored community, for example, it was low, it was probably about 20%, whereas in the white community, this is the same as the 1960s, 65% of the people over the age of 65 who were light-skinned of European descent in South Africa had osteoporosis. So, you know, initially it was like, oh, well, it's genetic. But what we know is that we genetically inherit the diets as well. Our diet plays a huge factor. Our lifestyle plays a <clears throat> huge factor People that live in cities are less likely to exercise outdoors. People that live in the country are more likely to exercise outdoors and get natural sun on their skin. So we know that sun plays an enormous factor. And in fact, maybe a bit further on, I'll explain that connection in a lot more detail. So it's many factors. It's exercise. It's sunlight. It's diet. It's even taking medication. Supplementation actually contributes to osteoporosis. Taking zinc supplements, vitamin A, vitamin C in supplement form can actually cause osteoporosis. Whereas vitamin C found in an orange does not cause osteoporosis. Vitamin C found in a tomato doesn't cause osteoporosis. That's a very so you, you, you've said just in terms, just to pick up on the vitamin C, because that is like one of the things, you know, that we're told to take as a supplementation, you know, for, for, for many reasons. Yeah. Well, you know, the problem with sub, the advice we get very often, and I've always said this, we need doctors when we're in car accidents, when there's like a major thing going on. But when it comes to things like nutrition, it's not something the average doctor study. In fact, you're less likely to find, you know, less than 1% of doctors would have studied or have maybe 5% have a mild interest in nutrition. So doctors are looking at, you have a disease, what do I treat you with? Treat you with medicine. And so some doctors are sort of, okay, well, maybe you need to take some vitamin C and some calcium because then kind of the bases are covered because they have no knowledge of nutrition. It's actually really sad. It should be. And when we find it, we find that when people move to a plant-based diet, not only do we reverse things like osteoporosis, we reverse heart disease, cancer, diabetes. So some of the hospitals in Europe, for example, now, and in the United States, not other hospitals, the medical schools are, are introducing plant-based nutrition as an essential part of medicine in the first year. And, and the young students are saying, this is fantastic because now we know what creates health. So we're not just treating a disease. We know how to create health. We know that we can put, put people down a pathway. And so the advice we're given, we'll just go and take a supplement, is simply because the advice the people are giving you is that they don't actually know. They don't, and nutrition can be vast and confusing for most people. It's not actually confusing because if we look how we were created and we look where the healthiest communities are, like the blue zones, 
the Blue Zone communities that live in uh, Okinawa, in, 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 in Japan, and in Icarus in Greece, and in uh, Sardinia and Italy, we look at these communities, we say, what is it that makes them so healthy and helps them? They're strong, they're healthy, their brains still work, their bladders, their bowels, they're well into the hundreds, they're driving scooters, chopping wood, roaring down the highway in their Cadillacs. Marge Vuitton, one of the women that they interview is 104, and she's involved in seven charitable com communities, and she's out there helping these charities at 104, driving her own car. So what are these common denominators? And when we look at that, it's when we look at that, it is very definitely lifestyle related to diet and activity. And so we need to be doing what these people are doing. None of them are taking supplementation. They don't have any osteoporosis. Okay, well, we're going to have to find out what it is that you must be doing, not taking supplementation, because we want to make Johannesburg, South Africa, into a blue zone. Uh, you'd like to join the conversation. We are talking with Mary Ann Shera about osteoporosis. You can SMS us on 34519 or telegram us on 061-895-1019. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're talking with Marianne Shero. We're talking osteoporosis. We're needing to talk about our lifestyle. So let's let's go into the nitty gritties, Marianne. What do what do we need in our lifestyle to ensure healthy bones? Well, I'm going to just go back to that article and just tell you what you don't need. The things that okay. promote osteoporosis is a sedentary lifestyle. Somebody who's not moving. So if a sedentary lifestyle contributes to it, clearly then we need to be moving. So movement is very important. And that kind of movement is any movement, but if it's resistant movement, it's even better. Anything where you're picking things up, picking your children up, picking grapes, carrying your groceries to the car. I hate the idea of doing weights in a gym because it's so meaningless. If you're going to do something like that, it would be better to dig a hole for a tree or start a new garden bed or toss some compost because then at least it's serving a purpose. Or push a lawnmower, for goodness sake. But honestly, just sit in the gym and kind of just swing away <laughs> up and down. It's like, what are you achieving? If they at least connected those machines to something that accumulated the energy and drove the lights that were in the gym, it would it would make sense, but it doesn't. But apparently, Mary Ann, the muscle, the muscle mass and doing actual weights is super important for your bones. People kind yes, of think that just walking, just swimming, but yeah. actually, you know, the muscle. Every time exercise. your muscles pull on your bones, you strengthen your bones. And it doesn't almost like you have to put stress on your bones legs. to strengthen them. Yeah, you don't have to. It's not like we say, well, I've got to make sure that I, I, I strengthen every single bone. And so you're going around like exercising every single finger. If you're exercising your legs, it strengthens all your all your bones in your entire body, even though you may not necessarily be pulling that much on your arms. What will happen is if you use your arms and your legs, your muscle mass will grow. So you won't get osteoporosis in your own arms because you're using your legs more, for example. It's it's a your body is very um, gosh, your body is so smart. Anybody who studies the human body has cannot deny there's a God. Uh, it's so smart. It's always looking out for you and trying to trying to keep you in the best possible condition, and then we interfere with it. And um, so, for example, exercise is very important. We know that cigarette smoking contributes to it. Um, people that are very slim are more likely to suffer from it, but in very often people that are very slim or very underweight very often do not exercise much and so for example you take somebody like my mother who's five foot four she's tiny she's petite she's an honestly like a little bird she is not only very light skinned she had naturally red hair as a child so her skin is very pale and 
But my mother spent a lot of time exercising. She was a great tennis player and a great hiker, and she was always outside. So she's going to be 90 in December. She doesn't have one osteoporotic bone in her body. She's never, she's she's got a little bit unstable on her, on her feet. Every now and again, she'll stumble and fall, never broken a bone. Because she sp- even now, she spends time outside. She even now, even though she's, she's a bit frail, she'll still walk with somebody she'll make a point of walking so that exercise you keep doing it the other thing is lack of sunlight so if you're inside all day long and you're not getting any sunlight sunlight produces vitamin d in your skin and vitamin d is what holds on to calcium in the body but now it's a bit of a chain a a chain reaction because you can be taking thousands of milligrams of calcium into your body naturally and eating very well and you're exercising, but if you're not getting enough omega-3 fats in your diet, you can't transport. Well, even your omega-6s can transport to a certain degree, but your omega-6 fats have got a lot fats have got a lot of open bonds. So they pick up cholesterol and transport it to the cells in the skin where the sun shines on the skin and then converts the cholesterol into vitamin D. And then the vitamin D in turn holds onto calcium in the body. So we've got to make sure we're getting the good fats in our diet. And unfortunately, a lot of people are running around taking fish oils, which is really not a good idea because fish oils are highly processed. They're not actually omega-3s. They're derivatives. They're the the grandchild and the great-great-grandchild of omega-3s, So, which our bodies make naturally anyway. EPA and DHA, our bodies make naturally for getting the right fats. So the right omega-3 is your best source and the easiest, most accessible source, certainly in South Africa, would be flaxseed oil. And it does need to be nitrogen flushed to make sure there's no oxygen in it so it can't go rancid. But if you were to take, uh, like I take six Amiga capsules, which is the particular brand that I take, I take that every single day to make sure that I'm getting enough omega-3s. If you've got flax oil, make sure that it's properly bottled. You need one to three tablespoons a day. That will transport your cholesterol that your liver makes to the skin where you need it. The sun will shine on your skin. You don't have to be lying naked in the sun all day long. You just need to go for a walk and expose the bottom part of your legs or expose your arms. I wouldn't expose your face unless you want to age fast. There is that lovely midwinter sun where you just want to put your face in the sun and that's certainly not going to harm you, but you will still make vitamin D if your face was in the sun. But Arms, certainly arms and legs, you need about 20 minutes a day natural light. If it's a really cold day and you miss out on it, then make up for it in the hotter days. So sit on your veranda in winter, for example, stick your legs in the sun or sit in the garden somewhere or go for a walk. Simply go for a walk and get your arms and legs in the sun and then you're able to hold on to vitamin C, vitamin um, calcium, for example. And you're able to hold on to a whole lot of other nutrients, but calcium particularly in this instance. So what we do need to know is that we need natural light and we need exercise and we need natural fats. All of that together helps you hold on to calcium. And it's not so much on how many milligrams you need. It's how is your lifestyle holding on to the calcium that you've got? Because calcium is in every single fruit and vegetable. There's not one fruit or vegetable. It's in every legume. It's every nut. It's very high in nuts and seeds. It's extremely high in dark green leafy vegetables. The reason I drink barley grass juice every single day <clears throat> to make sure that I've got the right amount of calcium from the right source. Vegetables that like kale and spinach that contain oxalic acid, sometimes we're not able to hold onto the calcium as much. So you need, that's why sprouted grains are so great because they don't have any oxalic acid in it. So you can hold onto the calcium better. So you need to be doing dark green leafy vegetables, but there's everything, oranges, apples, bananas, um, thinking of what's in nachis, things that are in season in winter, kiwi fruit, all that stuff, persimmons are right now, it's so delicious. 
or Sharon fruit, they all contain calcium. If you were to eat brown rice, it contains calcium. Potatoes contains it, sweet potatoes, butternut. So we know- Marianne, if I can ask you a question though, when it comes to the yes. majority of the population, most people aren't eating a clean diet. I mean, no. with what you're discussing is, yes, if you're eating a clean diet, most is, you probably eat break, um, vegetables, breakfast, lunch, and supper. You're, you know, yeah. you, you really focus on the healthy foods. When we're talking to, to, the, to people that are on the, the, prote the protein pump inhibitors and are on medications every single day and drink their dairy and, their, and eat gluten every single day that could have an effect on, the, on their calcium intake, you know, that, that might have to supplement more with vitamin C or, or, or certain supplements in order to get the right nutrients that they need to build the, the right bone mass. I mean, yes, I think in, a, in, in, our, in our minds, we'd love to be on this clean, healthy path all the time. But what about, the, what about people that struggle with that? Look, at the end of the day, it's a commitment to health. I mean, if you want permanent health, you've got to make some permanent changes. And and it's so easy to say, well, just eat, drink, and be merry, and here's a pill, go and take it. But it doesn't work like that. Because even if you're taking the pill and you're not getting the sunlight and you're not exercising, there's no point. All the studies show very clearly people can take, regardless of what the milligramage of, of calcium that you're taking, regardless of how much vitamin C you're taking, if you're not getting natural light, if you're not doing some form of exercise, even if it's just going for a walk, if you're not doing anything like that, there's nothing you can do to prevent osteoporosis. And this is what the studies are saying. And I've seen this so often. So it's unfortunately, I think we also have, have to have to make some changes. If you want to take something, if you want to take one thing, two things I would do, I would definitely take a flax oil supplement every single day. And I would take a sprouted green juice. Barley grass juice is the most nutritious. Your next would be wheatgrass juice, but your barley grass juice is the most nutritious. And I would go for a pure barley grass juice, not the powder. And I've seen people who are eating really badly and not exercising, taking those two products, not only because it's so high in calcium do they improve, but also, but it's natural calcium and not in a man-made form. We also find that because it's so alkaline forming the barley grass juice, that it actually helps them start to crave the good stuff. They start to look for fruit and vegetables without even thinking about it. I've seen smokers taking barley grass juice. My own mother smoked until she was 60. She said, I'll do anything. I'll change my diet, but I'm not stopping smoking. I said, fine, just take this barley grass juice, take these flax oil supplements. And all I'm going to do is tell you to take some raw fruit or vegetables before breakfast, lunch, and supper. So if you're going to go to the McDonald's, eat some carrots on the way. If you're going to go out to dinner somewhere and you're not sure what they're going to give you, eat an avocado before you go. Have a glass of carrot juice. Eat something you like, some tomatoes. It doesn't have to be a salad. So there are things you can do, but just by eating more fruit or vegetables before a meal, you're eating a you introducing more alkaline forming food into your body. And the more alkaline forming your diet is, the better you hold on to calcium. Because if your diet is too acid forming and you're taking a whole lot of medication that could be having a similar effect on you, your body's going to steal calcium from the bones to neutralize it, to stop you going to a, a condition known as acidosis and dying. You actually die from acidosis. So your body's really smart. So it takes calcium out of your teeth and your bones and it neutralizes it to keep you alive. And it's an interesting thing about the, where do we start to see bone loss first? A lot of the studies that I've, that I've read indicate that you first see it in the jaw area and it affects your teeth. So Going and having bone density tests is almost like a weird thing to do because the best thing you could do is go to your dentist and tell him what condition are my teeth in. Well, you would know if you have no fillings at all, you've got really good bone density, okay? If you 
have, I know certainly when I changed my diet to a more alkaline forming, to eat raw before cooked and eat more plant food meals, my dental health was shocking as a kid. I was a little sugar junkie. Even when I became health conscious as a teenager and I was eating muesli and yogurt and honey and, and I was uh, eating whole grains, I was still eating a predominantly acid-forming diet because I simply wasn't eating enough fruit and vegetables. And then when I started, I still had dental decay. When I changed to a high alkaline-forming diet 35, 36 years ago, my dental decay just simply stopped. The only dental problems that I had was having to have old fillings replaced and having amalgam fillings replaced. So there were no the new fillings. And I could see the dramatic improvement in my dental health. So, so you can literally, bone density tests are not as essential as just going to see your dentist on a regular basis. And he will tell you, your jaw and your, your, your teeth are in great condition because very often that's the first place we lose our our. our our calcium from our minerals is not just calcium, there's potassium and magnesium and all of that stuff is found in your food. Yeah, here's the problem with taking supplements. You don't know how much you need of anything because everybody's different. You may have a greater need for calcium on one day and less of potassium and the next day it's more potassium and more magnesium and less calcium. So the only way to know how much you need is to listen to your body. So once you start eating raw before cooked, your body starts to crave more of the good stuff and it's easier to listen to your body. So, for example, you'll get up and you'll look at the oranges in your mouth or water, and you'll just go through a three days of just eating these, these beautiful blood oranges, or they call karakara oranges. They're lovely and red and they're sweet and they've just come in season here. And the one green grocer we go, that's all he's stocking. And we're just like eating these oranges. And then suddenly, both my husband and I, we don't want oranges anymore. Now we're looking for persimmons and apples, or he wants bananas. So in listening to your body, you find that you crave the things you actually need once you've started introducing the raw food into your diet. So I think if people can say, look, if I can just take a sprouted green juice in a powder form, because that's a convenient, nobody can stand there, certainly not in our average westernized culture and lifestyle, stand there juicing barley grass juice every morning. You can you take your barley grass juice in powder form, you can take it in a capsule form, you can mix it in water and drink it, take your omega-3 supplements, not fish oil, your flax oil, take that every single day, eat raw fruit or vegetables before breakfast, lunch and supper, and then try and exercise outdoors for at least 20 minutes a day, getting natural light somewhere on your body, with your hands, your arms, your legs, some part of your body, roll your sleeves up, get some natural sunlight or at least sit outdoors having lunch in winter, for example, expose your arms to the sun in your garden and, and then if you, you know, can only do exercise in the gym because it's safe for you there, then at least you're getting the, the resistance exercise and you're getting your sunlight while you're having your lunch outside. So sunlight, exercise, green leafy juices from sprouted grains and your flax oil supplement is going to go a really long way. Plus your raw food before you're cooked to make your diet more alkaline forming, which all of that helps to keep your calcium in your bones. And those are practical things. Anybody, even a junk food eater. I mean, my husband opened the first KFC. He was involved in opening the first KFC here in South Africa in the 1970s. I mean, he lived on hamburgers and Coca-Cola. That was what he was eating. Uh, he didn't even like chicken. And, and with him, I got him into the habit of, okay, you can have that, but you've got to eat something more before you go. And it was weird because he'd say, okay, I'll have some avocados. You eat some avocados. The craving for natural fats would go because he just had some. Now he didn't want to go and eat greasy food. So he'd say, okay, I'm fine with having like baked potato and, and, and 
some vegetables or a piece of fish or whatever. So he's, he's craving for the fast foods when as he started putting more natural fats in his diet. So the thing is to not go around telling people, take this out and take that out and stop doing that because they won't, they can't, they struggle with it. But I have done so many talks around the world. And one of the questions I ask people is, how many of you could eat a piece of fruit or a vegetable like a carrot or a tomato before you eat your breakfast, your lunch, your supper? And every single person's hand in that room always goes up because there's not one person who can't do that. Because even if the only thing you'll eat is cucumber, cucumber is alkaline forming in your bloodstream and it contains calcium. And if you leave the skin on, it's got some of that nice chlorophyll in and it's got quite a little bit of calcium in it as well. So if you're just starting with cucumber before, you know, and you're having an apple before breakfast and cucumber before lunch and supper, it's a starting place. If you're getting your 20 minutes of exercise outdoors, ideally, otherwise your 20 minutes of natural light and your 20 minutes of exercise in the gym, you're well on your way to doing things that actually help you crave the right foods. And just like my mother, who raw before cooked two months, my mother had smoked from the age of 17 till she was 60. Two months of eating raw before cooked, my mother arrived one day and proudly announced that she'd stopped smoking. Now, you know, in the old days, I had to use always use reverse psychology with my mother. I would have jumped up to that and said, yay, because I hated her smoking my whole life. I couldn't stand the cigarette smoke. It just used to hate Whenever I sat her smoke, used to follow me. But I looked at her and I said, I thought you didn't want to stop smoking. And she said, well, the strangest thing is I actually don't like the taste in my mouth anymore. And that's yeah. what happens when you start drinking. Certainly barley grass juice did that for her with her omega, omega capsules. Um, and she just stopped smoking, hasn't picked up a cigarette since. And honestly, I've watched her health improve dramatically. As I say, she she was on a lot of medication. She's now not on any medication. She's going to be 90 in, in December, and she's still not on any medication. So if she can change, anybody can change. Yeah. Let me tell okay, you. so there's two questions that are coming in. The first is, where do you get this barley grass juice from, like, Look, there's a company in South Africa called AIM. I mean, if anybody just drops us an email on info at wholeworldwell.com, we'll just pop it, pop the details in there and you can order it directly from them. You can order it directly. Actually, in fact, you can get it at the wholesale price. It's called Bali Life. You can get it at the wholesale price and they deliver it to your front door. It's a fantastic thing to do. And it really, really just those two things I would start off with, Bali Life and Amiga and one person, and one person has six has capsules of each. Six capsules what, of each. What happens, day, if I'm, what happens if I'm allergic to uh, flaxseed? Is there another alternative? If you're allergic to flaxseed, you're allergic to the protein in the seed, not the oil. You'll never be allergic. The reason you're allergic to something natural is because you're not taking enough omega threes in your diet, and you'll get that from the oil. And then because you're getting enough, enough omega-3s from your oil, your adrenal glands will make natural antihistamines. You'll stop being allergic to natural things. I've seen that 100% of the time. Get the omega-3s in and your, the allergies stop. And what are you saying? To go, get the flax, to go get the flaxseed oil, not swallow the flaxseed tablet. Not the flaxseeds. The flaxseed oil. And it must be nitrogen flushed. The only one I know of is the omega-1 in the capsules. It's the only one I know of. All right. So we got and to it is kosher. Hopefully, yeah, post that and we'll get that information. Okay, we're going yeah. to go for a little bit of a break right now. We are speaking to Mary Ann Shura about osteoporosis. Please join the conversation 34519 or ask your questions on Telegram on 061-895-1019. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. 
Mary Ann, is it is it possible for somebody who who hasn't lived the lifestyle that you're describing and at one point in time wants to turn around and say, I want to reverse osteoporosis? Can one do that? Can one recalcify one's bones? Uh, if you were to ask the average doctor, they would say no. But yes, I have that's seen what I'm it asking question. I've, I've seen it too many times. I had a guy that I was dealing with, and it's not common. You don't see osteoporosis. You just see it in men, but not common. This guy was exercising a lot, spending a lot of time outdoors. So he was getting the exercise. He was a cyclist, and he developed osteoporosis. And he was panicking because he's like, you know, tall, fit, strong-looking guy, and he was probably 40 at the time. And his diet was very acid-forming. Okay, He was like literally having, you know, one of these guys that just ate anything. He would eat um, sweetened cereals for breakfast with milk and sugar, all of that's acid-forming. Acid-forming foods will take calcium from your body. And he was eating, you know, sandwiches for lunch with chicken mayonnaise, all acid-forming. And for supper, he was having meat, meat and potatoes. And he wasn't a good big vegetable eater. His diet was probably 99% acid-forming. And we changed his diet to be 75% alkaline-forming alkaline forming by before breakfast eating some fresh fruit. So it had some papaya and some banana or he'd have a glass of freshly extracted carrot juice or something like that before his breakfast. And then instead of having sweetened cereals with cow's milk in it, because cow's milk is very acid forming in the body, he would have um, a, a cereal like puffed rice, for example, and he was using an almond milk. Uh, he was putting a bit of honey on it instead of putting refined sugar. And then his lunch would be, if he was going to eat a sandwich I encourage to gluten-free because gluten can in some instances cause more loss of calcium from the body so just like a gluten-free sandwich but a lot salad sandwich so he wasn't great into lettuce leaves but he loved avocado so he'd eat avocado as much as he wanted to and have a glass of carrot juice again because that's he didn't want to eat the carrots so he had the carrot juice and then for dinner he'd start with uh, some raw vegetables whatever he wanted it could be a dip like a avocado dip with carrot sticks, cucumber sticks. He didn't like salads. He didn't like leaves and stuff, but he didn't mm -hmm. mind taking a carrot stick and a piece of celery or a piece of cucumber and dipping it into some hummus. And in a year, he carried on exercising. In a year, his bone density increased by 10%. Uh, his doctor was completely blown away. And, they, and, they, and, they, and they just, it, the thing is that very often people will say, well, let's go, go down the route of, of medication. Medication doesn't stop osteoporosis. It may slow it down to a certain extent, but now we know that there's a study that I read some years ago, a well-known drug called Fosamax, which people take for osteoporosis. There was a clear indication that it caused bone necrosis, and bone necrosis is hectic. It's death of bone cells. Now, here you're taking a drug that causes damage and death to bone cells to try and strengthen your bones, and so what we're finding is that very few people, I've never come across anybody who's taking medication who stops osteoporosis and reverses. Never seen it. Never come mm. across it. Never read a study on it. Never I've come across it. But I've seen, seen people. I've sadly also seen in like my older family members that they go for these bone infusions. And yep. those don't really work either. I mean. No, they don't. And some people drink bone broth. I mean, that's like. But it's like, let's drink the bones to make our bones strong. And bone osteoporosis is a multifactorial issue. It depends on all these things, exercise, sunlight, alkaline forming diet, green leafy vegetables, natural fats in our diet. If we don't do that, you just, if you're going to say, well, I'm just going to go down this route, you're going to pay the price. You're just going to get osteoporosis. You're not going to reverse it. There's some um, fascinating stuff you spoke about, um, 
supplements earlier on, and I wanted to the mm. other factors that affect calcium balance are vitamin C in supplement form consumed in large amounts. Now, what happens is it forms oxalates, and the oxalates actually reduces the bioavailability of calcium. That's why eating things like spinach and kale is not necessarily bad, but if you look to kale as your source of calcium, you may end up not still having osteoporosis because you're taking in a food that's very high in oxalates. So it says our recommendation for okay, vitamin C is 60 to 150 milligrams a day. Very easy to just eat an orange or two and you'll get all you need. Never mind a tomato and a red pepper and a guava and a, a kiwi fruit. And then you, you're getting way more than what you need. But the average supplement people do take is 50 to 100, 1,000 milligrams, even sometimes 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C. So when you're taking in way more than you need like that in a, in a form that's not very bioavailable to the body, it causes oxalates. It actually binds calcium and actually causes osteoporosis. So a known, a known side effect of taking vitamin C in supplement form is osteoporosis. And then other things like irrational doses of things like zinc. People take zinc, just take it willy-nilly. Vitamin A, they take it. And at the end of the day, if you're taking supplements, if you're taking supplements that are irrational in an amount that you're not even sure what you're needing, it's going to cause you to lose calcium from your from your bones so you've got to be very careful with supplements if it's a supplement let it be dried juice don't go and take a supplement that's like a man-made supplement put together in it oh and it but it says on the label that it's good for bones says who somebody's trying speaking, to make money out Marianne, of you. What, about supplements, what about the vitamin k because apparently in order to absorb the vitamin d you need the vitamin k and people don't have enough of the vitamin k well, vitamin K is really easy to get. Anything that's green is con contains the precursor to vitamin K. Once you eat your green leafy vegetables, you're getting the precursor and your body then converts it only as and when you need it. And here's the thing. You can't take vitamin K in supplement form because it can clot your blood without you needing it to be clotted. And then you can die from that. Okay? That's not a joke. I know of a girl who got COVID. She was in the hospital, got off the bed to go to the bathroom, dropped dead. I know this woman's family well. And a 35-year-old woman, and she was, you know, just taking supplementation willy-nilly. But, and she got a blood clot in her lung, and that was it. So you don't go taking vitamin K. It's a dangerous supplement to take. You take green leafy vegetables, and then your body, when it's getting the right fats, converts that into vitamin K as and when you need it. Because you don't need huge amounts of vitamin K all day long. You need it as and when you need it. And that's why listening to your body is so important. You may decide you get vitamin K from, from, from spinach. You know, you may be worried about the oxalic acid, but you'll still get vitamin K from it. Anything green contains vitamin K. Look, vitamin K is just about in everything. It's the precursor in small amounts, but it's in larger amounts in green leafy vegetables. It's pretty easy to get that. We know that a high-protein diet increases the urinary excretion of calcium. One of the reasons why I don't promote a high-protein diet, there's two reasons. One, that it promotes osteoporosis. The other is that it promotes cancer. We know that if your calorie intake, uh, your calorie value intake is more from animal products is more than five to ten percent of your calorie value. Let me rephrase it: if your animal, your intake of animal products is is more than ten five to ten percent of your calorie value, that's very little. That's like uh, the size of the palm of your hand, three times a week kind of thing. So we know that too much animal protein very definitely. Uh, promotes 
osteoporosis. And it's one of the reasons why we, it's so common in westernized cultures. In the rural cultures, people don't have the refrigeration and the freezing and everything. So they tend to eat stuff straight out of the ground more than they'll eat stuff. And if they do eat animal products, they'll eat it on the day they kill it. And then they may maybe don't eat it for another three or five days. So we need to reduce the amount of animal protein in our diet. And that's studies worldwide have told us. And this goes back decades. This is known stuff. Absolutely interesting. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We have just maybe two or three minutes. Marianne, why are women more affected by osteoporosis than men? Part of the reason is they use their muscles less. It's one of the reasons they're also less likely to spend time outdoors. Women, this is women in westernized countries. If you look at rural communities, you don't see that at all. And in fact, if you look at a study, uh, 1983, the Journal of Clinical Nutrition, it says male vegetarians have an average bone loss of 3%, women of 18%. Male meat eaters have an average bone loss of 7%, women of 35%. In fact, they say by the time the average meat-eating woman reaches the age of 65 she's lost a third of her bone density that's very hectic hectic. so so one of the reasons is women tend to exercise less they're not going to pick up things we rely on men to pick up things for us we don't think it's ladylike to be physically strong and we don't spend enough time outdoors in natural life because we're concerned about aging and skin cancer and we know that the sun produces vitamin D in our body and vitamin D actually protects us against cancer. It's the overexposure of sun. And it's not just that, it's whatever we eat. When we're in the sun, it sweats out. So if our diet is highly carcinogenic, we're sweating out carcinogenic things through our skin. It's going to damage the skin. So it's we've got to stop being so reductionist, looking at this one thing. What is the one thing? Oh, calcium. Oh, it's this one thing, you know, we, we've got this, it's this multifactorial, it is a lifestyle issue, osteoporosis, and it's not found in rural communities. You don't find it in rural communities in China, for example, but you find it in Hong Kong. So it's Mm. not genetic amongst European people. It's that our lifestyles are so out of balance and we've got to go back to living a more natural lifestyle and it takes time. Yeah, it takes time and it takes commitment. And I think that yeah. that's the most powerful thing. And again, this is why we have the Healthy You, Wealthy You show, to go out and yep. educate people that we can, we have it in our own hands to promote good health and have you know, like a productive lives and, and, and lives that are full with the energy that God has given us. We just need to give, to, to give respect to the bodies, as you said, um, that, 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 that God has given us. Thank you again, Marianne. It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you, and we really, really appreciate all the investment you give to the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. Um, we will put down in our WhatsApp group, anybody who uh, wants to follow Peggy and I, we do have a WhatsApp group. You can send an email to info at and just give us your name and your number, and we'll add you to the group. We will add in where we can get the barley greens and the Amiga tabs, and um Again, Adel, I think it's time for Marianne to come to Johannesburg and open up a kosher vegan restaurant. <laughs> okay, we're going to, to take eat all those healthy, delicious foods and to, and to educate us all. There's only you guys one thing around uh, We don't up. have a mountain and we don't have a beautiful <laughs> landscape. We were just people. <laughs> Give me an excuse to come up to Johannesburg. All right, I've got so many friends one. up there and I, and I just 
need a, a bigger excuse than just Our names. arms are open Marianne come over <laughs> all right we're going to work on that and to, to 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 you our listeners thank you for joining us today we'll be back next week if there are any um uh, topics you want us to talk about please don't be shy if you are in our whatsapp group to please let us know or you can also let us know through info at highfm.com wishing everybody a wonderful week again and thank you to Peggy. thank you marianne thank you, thank you so much Bye.